for deadline on Oak Street, Pile 3. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. C-A-D-R-E-015-219-30. one didn't work yeah beautiful awesome. everything okay everything yeah. is great i feel alive everything Life is good you checked your pulse there's action here you know what happened what i found facebook marketplace Uh-oh. i i've not been on facebook in... place uh let go let go's gone it's out of business let go's gone. exactly but it used to be that my wife was in charge of selling the stuff and nothing would go because no one would ever offer her what she thought everything was worth here. And I kept trying to explain, hey, this is an online garage sale. Like people don't want a $1,000 table. They want a $2 table, right? Mm-hmm. A $10 table. Anyways, I've been selling electronics out of here the last couple of days. It's been a frenzy. I love it. There's action. How are you doing though? Socially distanced. Like, what are you doing? Do you want to hear my process here? I, I do. Is it like at the end of the driveway waiting for them and they got to leave the money in the mailbox? It's on the chair. No, they have to pay by uh, email transfer before. Oh, no. Oh, no. Daryl. What? Email transfers? Yeah. Amateur hour. Why? I because, don't want, I mean, I don't want there's cash. people who can fake email transfers too, right? Like they have everything. They can do it all. These guys are good. They're waiting for unsuspecting people selling their, hmm. you know, five-year-old uh microphones well we'll for sixty dollars and we'll, they're just trying to figure out how to be able to get a little bit of money out of them stay tuned next week cash only my friend cash only cash only hey eh? i'm actually pushing for the opposite but that, that's interesting well thanks for- i did i i did it i did a facebook marketplace deal with a guy for something it was in my garage and it was sitting there and i cleaned up the garage in the beginning of the pandemic and we did the whole driveway thing he like dropped the money in my mailbox and like i put it on like the porch on the end of the porch and he came and grabbed it like he actually said that to me he says this is how it's going down yeah i was like okay i'm like no problem however you need to bring me it was like 50 bucks or something i tell people it was a projector if you if you want it and you want me to reserve it for you you got to send me the transfer then i'll give you my address once i give you my address once you get here you give me the password and i accept it right in front of you Anyways, it's been working and I've That's a good one actually. That feels pretty cool. It's really good and like they can send it and cancel it, right? They don't have to give me the password. But at least I know password till they're serious and they're gonna fucking show up because half these people make offers and don't show up. Anyways, enough enough of that. Maybe maybe you know what you're doing. I I listen, I've had it I've had time to to figure this out. But yeah. now everywhere I look in my house, all I see is dollar signs. Everything is up for grabs. All right. Check it out. Anyways. Facebook Marketplace. Yes, I'm very excited. But it's a good thing that I'm on, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a high from that because the journey I'd like to invite you on today is okay. a little bit turbulent. Oh, no. And it scares me. Oh, no. I'm afraid of the news. Oh boy, Will we, you, got, we got a lot of news out there this week. 
there's a lot, lot of news actually this week. Like there's, there's a lot of articles this week. There's a lot of articles. Yeah. There's a lot of really scary words in a lot of headlines. Oh boy. And and we together will face this and see if if it's true i'm glad i'm glad it's you that we get to face this together on are you ready we're in good hands go ahead daryl so the first thing that probably is on everybody's minds right now lockdown maybe looming for ontario but what that looks like isn't clear Mm. color zones color coding Color coding is good. Color yeah. coding is red. Red zone. You know, you figure red zone would be the worst. No, the and, gray and zone. The gray zone just seems so. I think inappropriately named. No, it should be black and white, not gray. I think right, right now the whole province should be in the gray zone. Okay, because it feels okay. pretty damn gray. Yeah. Toronto is definitely. If there's a red, orange, and yellow zone, kind of you know, like like danger. Mm-hmm. I get those warning colors. Yep. Makes sense. Right. Right. Or right. at least yellow caution should be right before red. Sure. Sure. And maybe red means stop. Green. Gray means I'm not too sure. It could be either or, <laughs> you know, do do what you bit. think is best seems to be working around here. Yeah. But uh, I am well, going to talk about that, though. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that. Let's say we go into a gray zone. Yes. Let's say the gray zone comes. How many people are going to react the same way they did in March? No, it will not be the same as March. There's no way. Listen, do you have your... Here, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready? Are you prepared for phase two lockdown? Ready? Yeah. Do you have extra rice? Coincidentally, yes. Do you have extra pasta? Uh, Probably still left over from the first lockdown do yes. you have extra toilet paper probably not as much as i should because <laughs> apparently you need to have at least 475 extra rolls on hand at any given time during a lockdown can i put so, you no, down I can i put you down for a, a maybe paper towel though we seem to have a lot my wife i think got a good deal on it not too long ago so we've got two big bundles of it it seems it seems you have read my mind because that was next on the list Yep. Now, now, what about food? Do you have like chicken and fish in the freezer? I feel like we're, we're adequate, adequately supplied for food and that um, I'd only have to go out once a week to the grocery store in order to top up some produce. So I think we're good. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did a really good job when that first came for work. So we're putting it at all our listings. So I've got boxes of hand sanitizer, gloves and masks at home. Those wholesale. were the next two items on the list. So. TK, okay, hold on. Let yeah. me let me tabulate your score here. Yep. Acor- I think I did okay. According to this, yeah, that's a good number. Can't see it, but that's no, okay. There, because there's not there's, 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 there's nothing there. But according to this, you are prepared for the next lockdown. Beautiful. I and feel I, good. And I feel like you have been not the safest person in the world in the last few months. But you are still prepared for lockdown number two. And I think you are probably indicative of most of the population. Now, if you looked around this bunker, mm-hmm. you would see much pasta, much rice, lots of Freeze flour. We have yeast this time. 
Yeah. We have freezers, <laughs> plural, full of meat, fish, and poultry. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the lockdown is going to be the same as it was before. I think the gray zone would be um, a bunch of people still going to work and arguing about whether or not they're essential, arguing about whether or not they need to go out, going and seeing people and keeping it hush hush, and it would be back to like you know tattletale on your neighbor for you know having people over at their house type of stuff. But I, I, it's hard for me to say that that's that we're going to go there, but it's possible. I mean, technically, you're not even supposed to see your parents if they don't live with you right now, right? Yeah, it's possible. Technically, right? uh, unenforceably, but technically, we are supposed to do the right thing to not spread the virus. And if, I haven't seen much change in the red zone. I have not seen much change at all, mm -hmm. ever, other than masks on some of the population. And mm. there seems to be a lot of unhappy people. Anyways. Okay. Well, lockdown might stuff. be looming. Well, I think it will have an effect on real estate. But let's So let's talk about the real estate market then. So let's we were deemed essential. Yes. Lockdown related. We were deemed essential services, home inspectors, mortgage brokers, movers, lawyers, land registry office, financial institutions, all that kind of stuff. So the real estate industry will carry on. The world was supposed to end the last time it happened. It didn't end. So we had a huge hit during our lockdown, which is now called the gray zone. So the first gray zone, we had a huge hit to the real estate market because everyone stayed inside. That being said, there's still a lot. There was of a lot of fear still, then too. There was a lot of there fear. There are so many multiple offers still right now on the lower priced homes out there. For sure. Anything under a million, depending on the area, there's still a ton of buyers who are desperately looking for houses gray zone schmay zone they are going to be making those offers no matter what if a house comes on the market okay, okay? so hold on mr mr positivity listen to me let me yes. build up to the positive part please okay we're gonna get there i promise okay. but first right. we have to go through some pretty turbulent weather okay okay all so, right take me back down. so our our, right. our lockdown is looming okay Canadian banks still have over 254,000 mortgages on payment deferral. Now, this is actually um, not actually so bad compared to where we were. We are a lot of banks are actually reporting like no mortgages left in deferral. So I think this is a headline grabber, but it's out there. And people that yep. aren't subscribed to this show, which what a great time. You should subscribe to the show. Hit the like button, please, and hit that bell for notifications. But if you aren't subscribed to this channel, you would maybe read this article and think, oh, my God, 254,000 mortgages on payment deferral. That's, that's not good at all. That sounds really high. But I'm here to tell you, and I think TK can quantify this, that is way lower than before, and it seems that the... Bank of Canada has inflated our way out of this mortgage deferral for now. Crisis. Cliff. So you always have to look at which um, which uh, people are, who is still doing mortgage deferrals. So they offered the mortgage deferral um, up until for six months, up until August 30th. And then they offered between September 1st and September 30th, 30th a three-month, 90-day mortgage deferral. Right. So you got to look at sort of which ones are actually like who's actually getting their mortgage deferred. So um, 
a lot of people, the first the first wave of people, these weren't people that were necessarily in big financial trouble. They were more people who were just like, hey, the world could be coming to an end. I have no idea what's going on. Let me just make sure that I have my mortgage deferred and might as well take six months because you never really know. So the bulk of those people who are deferring, deferring mortgages were really okay. And in fact, many of them never lost a dollar of income and, and they were fine. They, they're doing renovations at their house with the money and all that kind of stuff too. The people who have taken the mortgage deferral now in September for 90 days, so depending on when they, they took it, it's going to last obviously the rest of the year, right? These people were potentially the people who were trying to weather the storm throughout, maybe thought this mortgage deferral program wasn't good for them and that they thought, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid taking it. And now they've had to uh, implement it. So they could be having a little bit more financial stress than, um, than the first wave of people. So definitely... Um, it's still yet to be seen exactly what's going to happen. Um, but all the numbers that I've read and all the, um, you know, anecdotal stories that I'm hearing from everybody else is that people are coming off of mortgage deferral and paying their mortgage payments again. Yeah. It's definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. Government's aggressive new immigration targets will be long-term boost for housing market. So now this is positive. This is great, right? But as our friend Mr. Watson stated the, the other day, immigration's not always good. And so to counteract that last headline, we have only 17% of Canadians want more immigrants in 2021. Okay. So I wonder, will immigration start to polarize Canada? Will it, will it start to rip us apart at the seams? Because I'm all for it. Let's let's bust this baby open. Let's bring let's open the floodgates and let's get some let's get some construction projects going. Let's get some bridges built. Let's build some some tunnels for some subways, man. Get people in mm -hmm. here. What I find is um, is that that is a pretty common stat. Like twenty percent, one in five people are like pro immigration. I think a lot of people they look at different things, whether it be you know, cultural stuff or economic stuff, um, density issues, whatever it is, there's, there's people who are no matter what are always going to be like, you know, immigrants are not the answer. The government needs to create more jobs. The government just needs, and there's just certain things that can't be solved by that. So I think, I don't think that that 17% number wavers very much, um, throughout the last 20, 50, hundred years. I think mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's a pretty small number of people who are pro immigration it as it is. And you hear that in like, pop culture and, and media and stuff like that. There's, there's a, a lot of people who are always concerned about, you know, the newcomers. You even hear immigrants who've been here for 20 years talk about the newcomers. Sure. Like it's just it's one of those things, right? It's just like you were afraid of losing what we have, you know, and that's, and that's part of, I think, just being human and part of society. Well, listen, I mean, the, the, the unemployment rate is like 11%. So out of the 17% of Canadians that don't want immigration uh, to, to, to grow, they're probably the, the same people that are like, I need a job. Why are you bringing in more people to take my job, right? Yeah. It's it's 8.9%, but still way higher than it was oh, sorry. in January. 11 might be yeah. Toronto. I was reading something. Yeah. But anyways, so we have, uh oh this one's scary. Are you ready? Are you sitting? Oh, yeah, no. you're sitting. Okay, I'm sitting. I'm good. I'm in a chair. An earthquake is coming. <laughs> Insolvency, the weather network? insolvency second wave looms as once strong businesses falter. It's going to be hard to, to I mean, For sure. listen, 
Yeah. It, it is a great time to secure a really good retail location if you have a business that works like that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe don't kick in the lease for four months or something. Don't start it for four months. But anyways, I mean, there's a lot of businesses going out of business. There's going to be a lot of retail space available. There's probably a ton of retail space available, although I don't really – Already. I mean, I don't really follow that, so I don't see it. But I don't hear any articles about tons of retail space. I see lots of office, lots of stuff about office. But anyways, I mean, there Mm -hmm. must be, right? Uh, It's going to get crazier for sure. I mean, a lot of people that were hanging on by a thread now with the the last wave of lockdowns and reopenings and we're figuring out, like, what the hell am I going to do when it gets cold? And now all of a sudden they just shut it down again. They're like, okay, I'm out. Fuck this. I don't know can why. I, can, pe- I, yeah. can I put a positive spin or no? Am I not allowed? Uh, we're getting closer to positive. We're getting closer to shore. So okay. like, yeah. All right. Insolvencies are up. Insolvencies are there. People or businesses are going to be going down for sure. Thank you for your positive spin, sir. Awesome. No, that's not it. I, oh. I stayed with the negative. I appreciate that. Okay. I'm fitting the storyline. I, I, I really appreciate that. It seems that negativity gets more views anyway. So we'll stick with it. Okay, ready? <laughs> this is yep. so. So I I want to take you back. I want to take you back to like a year and a half ago, where I had a conversation with my father-in-law, and he was talking about micro condos. This is the wave of the future. Not only that, like shared micro condos, where you don't even have a you know a kitchen. Oh, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta go in the hallway to cook your food. This is the wave <laughs> of the future. And I was like, hmm, okay. I I don't know. I think two and three bedrooms, even back then. But anyways, this was the conversation. Tiny micro condos are flooding Toronto's real estate markets. We've got earthquakes and floods and waves. This is like, (laughs) this sounds so scary. But Mm -hmm. this is leading to Toronto rents plunge 17%. We like the number 17%, it seems, this week. Toronto rents Mm -hmm. plunge 17% in October. And will likely go lower. They may likely go higher, but they'll likely go lower too. Now, I... Yeah, the rental market's it's not rebounding uh, anytime soon, unfortunately. It does not look good. It does not look good. But she obviously has a crystal ball because she says it will likely go lower. Rents so in... T- looking at look where that number, where that comes from is by looking at exactly how many leases are occurring versus how many active listings there are and how many new listings are coming out still, right? So it's easy to spot those trends, right? So when 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 the market's getting tighter, we can assume that there's going to be pressure on prices and that prices will go up. When the uh, market starts cooling down and we start seeing listings outpace leases, in this case, then we can say, well, yeah, I mean, eventually this is going to lead to prices going even lower. Sure. And even though we are leasing spaces at a record pace, we still have way too many on the market, right? Yeah. But that's probably leading to the record leases, right? Because these prices just keep plummeting. So here we got another one. Rents in Toronto continue to plummet for the 10th month in a row. So we've got plummeting. We've got plunging. We've got earthquakes and floods and waves so far, and we're only halfway through. But I, oh, oh, that's good news. Harlan joined Telegram. 
Sorry about that. Okay, so again, rents, we know rents. This one is interesting, and you will probably have an opinion on this. This is going to be boots on the ground knowledge right here. You, okay. can, you can tell us. Toronto real estate fatigue and COVID-19 anxiety are setting in realtors. I don't know. It says um, it's got the two dots. What's that called again? Semicolon. Thank you. No, colon. This is a colon. full colon. So okay. setting in colon realtors. Okay. But I, I, listen, apparently there is real estate fatigue and COVID-19 anxiety and they are settling or setting in. Look, we, we as realtors are um, not known for ever really being happy with the situation that we have in front of us. When the market's slow and it takes longer to sell a listing, we complain that the market's not good enough. When the market picks up and it's easy to sell the listings, but our buyers are out making five, 10 different offers before they finally secure a property, we're complaining about the market. So there's always fatigue. Getting into real estate is a tiring job. If you're looking for a job where you're always going to be comfortable, then go get a salary where you can work 40 hours a week and take your evenings and weekends off. But if you want a job that is always going to be demanding and, and stressful and riding a roller coaster for the rest of your career, then get into real estate. It's perfect for you. The, the, the article's talking about how they have to be therapists now, the realtors. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm not a realtor. That's not but new. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. People buying and selling real estate are crazy. And there's. It's an emotional process. There's I mean, that's, emotions that's is, right? all yeah. over the place. It's a crazy, it's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy process. Um, so well, right now, what that fatigue is, is on the condo side, people have their condos listed, they're priced well, they're staged, they've got costs for staging, they've got uh, marketing costs, they've got, you know, time invested and everything else, and they're still not getting showings or, or offers or as, as much activity as necessary. And on the buying side, they're out there. There's no inventory. Their clients are eager. They've got their money. They're ready to go. They have the budget necessary to buy in the area, but nothing's coming up. And when something does, they're competing with 10 different people and it's frustrating and, you know, you, you're going to have a problem. So, but now you guys are not supposed to be doing uh, open houses again, right? Ooh, let's talk about that. Do you, want, do you want to talk about that now? Yeah. Open houses. Open houses. I won't share my opinion on open houses overall, but the main thing is, is not a good idea to be doing public open houses during a pandemic. I think that's across the board, right? So, hold on a sec. In a pandemic or in code red of a pandemic? Like, are we okay if, if we're in whatever's not code red prior? I to think any type of pandemic situation, <laughs> open houses for the public doesn't make sense. There's not a, there's not an accurate way to, to track people and to keep people responsible. And yeah, again, I'm, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself, but the main thing is, is that the real estate agents trying to meet people through the open house, right? So trying to meet the public in that form is probably not as effective, but let's talk about this. The new fad online open houses. Boom. Online Boom. open houses. I have joined. Let's talk about an online open house. Yes, let's I have. See, let's see what an online open house actually is. Oh. Daryl, you've been to one? I have been to a few. I have been Please to online to launches. Please to explain to our listeners what consists of an online open house. An online open house is generally a whole bunch of crazy questions being asked 
to somebody over a Zoom call while they are running around the house trying to show everybody what it is they want to look at at that moment. Right. Uh, it is extraordinarily poorly done. And uh, I mean, it, th there could be a good way of doing this. So, but we have not found it yet. So the per there's a there's an owner of that house, right? There's an owner of that house. Explain to me the benefits for the owner of doing an online open house. The seller. The benefits. What are the, the benefits? Seller? The only benefit that I can think of is that they won't have rampant COVID nineteen running through their house potentially. Okay, so. But I can see it working as a wonderful auction. So they're gonna they're gonna buy the house during a virtual public online open house. Zero chance. Zero chance. Not, but you know okay. what? If it was done in a in a way, then what? I would I could see people buying. But we, so somebody's got an iPhone camera with no stabilizer walking around the house trying to trying to show people the house that they're gonna spend over a million dollars on. Yeah. That's gonna lead to a sale. No, it's gonna be like. It makes no sense. Or, Daryl, can I just please just divulge a little bit of personal information about yourself? What was your level of seriousness <laughs> for buying the houses that you were going to on these online open houses? Like, how serious were you? Or was it just simply maybe something to do on the weekend? So tell me, was the, is there a <laughs> scale here? Is it like 1 to 10? My, my level 1 to 10 interest? means 10, you were like looking for a house to buy. 1 was like you were not even like even thinking about buying and that you just had nothing better to do. I would say definitely one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It right? was so research. It's the same level of interest from a public open house in person, right? It's like, it's like any agent who's saying that these online open houses is the way to market your property is, is to me not fully understanding exactly how a, a, a public a person who would attend an online open house's mentality would be i think right? though the... if you are serious though what would you do if you were serious you're ready to go you're serious about buying that house what would you do mask up glove up and go in and go and see the property yeah. and you'd probably be able to call the agent and get some questions answered because you'd look at the photos online right then you'd say okay yeah so they have the den can fit a bed or uh, you know, the uh, family room is open concept. To the, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Let's set up a private showing where we can go and do it safely. Yeah. And then maybe I'll give you my million dollars. Yeah, and you would not want to be my virtual realtor running around that house showing me the things I want you to look at. <laughs> close the toilet seat. I want to see how slow it closes. Is that is that a soft closer or, I would, or what? No, but I, I go and I like sit on the toilet and I look around for imperfections because, I mean, I'll do that when I You'll live there. looking at, right? yeah, you can't, you can't have those. No, you, well, I I mean, they'll drive me crazy. So I'll, I'll, yeah. but those are the kind of things that I, I would do if I was actually going to an open. You can get the realtor to sit on the toilet with the camera, just, you know, reverse right. view and then say, okay, move your head around and but there's, show me what you see. There's something about that height and perspective that has to be, <laughs> that, that, that will draw my eye in, right? But uh, I think, I really think that uh -huh. at some point, the right person will come up with a really good way of doing it, but it's going to involve a lot of technology. And it will not be a realtor that comes up with it. I don't believe. Can we disclose that you are in the virtual reality uh, presentation business? Can we disclose that? Because there might be <laughs> there might be some interest that you have particularly in something like that. I'm not saying that that's not going to work. And all your ideas for no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't want to get but, into that shit. But as a, as a public open house 
um, I think there's somebody will come up with a great way of doing it that people will be okay with buying because listen if you look at the real estate market as a whole it has become more of a like a like a liquidy kind of traded asset it's becoming more of a stock for a lot of people right so sure. so as time goes on and technology gets better and somebody actually does hit it on the head w with regards to these virtual open houses or I think it becomes some kind of like a online auction for houses if you can present it in a in a really smart way of doing it because I think auctions I mean we basically have auctions already anyways they're just they're called uh, you can do you can do an auction it's just there's a lot of paperwork involved in order to be able to get everyone to disclose their when, bids and well, it's when it's you not worth it. when you hold back offers until next Monday and you have a million showings that's an auction. Okay, that's all that that's an auction. But it's closed. It's closed, right? So you don't see you don't see what what everyone else's bid is. Yeah, yeah. So to yeah. have an sure. open Sure you don't. And the the agent's not sitting there going, "Hey, you know, like I think you need to come up to this and all right. Yeah, I, no. no, I don't have I'm another that, buyer. That, that, that's never going to happen, but you know, in majority of situations hey, it's not. I'll, uh, I'll give you an extra quarter point if you kind of help me get this. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> Well, like I said, I, I'm not saying it never happens, but definitely it's not the majority. Let's talk about something else quick before we go back to the news. Technology in resale residential real estate. Does it have a place? That's what we're talking about. It has a huge... Well, let's, let's, it well, has, let's focus on that. It has, it has a huge place, but it right now the, the ideas... Give me some ideas. No, they're my ideas. Okay, so give me some ideas <laughs> no, that people have had that is that are not working. I'm telling you, as we're talking here, some form of combination of online viewing, right, where you okay. can actually really get a sense. So we're probably, you know, a few years away from this where you can actually strap on something that makes you feel like you're actually in the space and you can kind of like lead around it. But it's mm -hmm. going to have some virtual reality component and then it'll probably have, I think, an auction component and it'll be like a like an Amazon almost. I mean, Amazon's already selling kits of houses. They'll figure out a way to sell people houses and rate the sellers and the buyers and it'll become a whole market where people like from England or India or wherever can buy a house before they move here and feel like they've been there. It has to happen. Mm -hmm. it's inevitable and you've got tools already out there where they send the guy with a 3d camera and the thing just sits in the middle of the room it's got lidar sensors on it it can send it measures the room and takes 360 degree high resolution images in like eight seconds of the whole place right yep. so so at, somebody's gonna combine all of these things in a very well presented way and it'll help people sell, but like we're years away from it. But it, I mean, it just has to happen. For, forget about so pandemics. I agree, I, I agree oh, that the technology God. will get better. Yeah. The technology will get better, yeah. that there is a place for it, that um, people are doing it right now and that it does exist. And there are situations that this would apply to. But I think it's a very, very, very small share of the market. I think it will be an ever increasing part of the market and listen if you take amazon just as an example amazon as a percentage of retail sales on the planet is like minute amazon as a percentage of online sales right is gigantic 
right? But there's mm-hmm. such a huge divide. So look, you can become the richest person in the world by figuring out a way to get a minute percentage of this going on. Now, Amazon has a return policy. Yes. So will we. Are our sellers going to have a return policy? Sure. So after you fly from wherever part of the world you're coming to and you get to this house and it's not what you expected and there's something that you don't like because you sat on the toilet in the powder room and saw a lot of imperfections that don't make you comfortable, right? Is there going to be a return policy? Listen, with Amazon, if you want to return something and you don't pick the right answer, you yep. have to pay to return it, right? Okay. There's a restocking charge. There's a shipping fee. So I would imagine that if that was necessary, somebody would be smart enough to figure out a way where, you know, it's going to cost you to do that. You better make sure that you're okay with it. And again, it will be for a small segment of the market, people that are okay doing that and willing to take a risk on it. I mean, a lot of development sites, I would imagine, will start trading hands like this where it can go site unseen and nobody gives a shit what's on the site, right? And, mm-hmm. and you can send in a drone to go take a look at the topography so you can see, sure. you know, like the, it's going to be a thing. And yeah. it's going to be gigantic because we're talking like a $3 trillion industry here. I, I feel that in the residential resale uh, market space, there just isn't a lot of room for technology, unfortunately, because there's too much human involvement and there's just too many things that happen. I had, um, we'll go over the deal of the week later, but I had a- um, The deal of the week. Something fall through this week, right? Where the buyers, we went and bought a property. It was everything that they uh, thought it was. They, they felt like it was, it met all their needs. Like it was, it was a great, great, great space. And um, it ended up working out that, you know, this was the, the best option for them after they'd been looking for a very long time, right? So we went to do the home inspection and um, there was a few things that were of concern, but we were probably able to get past them. But the garage, when they looked inside the garage and we had looked at it before, but not as carefully as we probably should have. So when we went into the garage, we realized that there was a few parts of the walls that were you know, sticking into the garage that would not allow them to comfortably park both their cars in a double car garage. We figured out a way to do it, but it was like, you know, you go in first, you go in backwards. Like it was all this stuff where we're just like, this this is going to be a challenge, you know, in the future, right? And they said, you know what? We want out of this deal. Sure. That was it. We're, 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 we, we love the house. We'd been here twice before. Now we're doing the inspection. And halfway through the inspection, I think it was the first time this has ever happened to me. Halfway through the inspection, they said, tell the home inspector to stop. We've seen enough. We want to get out. We've already got our deposit back. We're moving on to greener pastures. I think agents will have their own autonomous drones that will do whatever they want them to do. And robots that can go to the house and look at every nook and cranny and do all of these things. But anyways, there is definitely a way that this will happen in the future. Cars are driving themselves. Warehouses are running themselves. Like... There's no way that somebody doesn't figure out a way that people are willing to do this. People are already buying stuff online, mm-hmm. a small percentage, but like it's happening. And I, okay. I, I promise you before the pandemic, 
my mom, who is not that old. She's like in her late 60s and she's pretty hip. She was like, I'm not using that Amazon. I'm not using that damn Amazon. I can barely use this phone thingy, right? Well, guess who guess who likes Amazon now? Right. (laughs) Guess guess who's got her own little package like storage set up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if, if, if we can buy a shirt and return it with maybe a penalty or maybe not a penalty, there are people that are going to be willing to do it. But you have to make it so that the process works. So all of these issues that you're coming up with, it's like somebody is going to figure all that shit out in a way that's uh, appeasing to, to a lot of people. Maybe to not very everybody. Small, very to, small market, well, I believe. And to the people that don't I believe. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. No, I hope, no, I hope that you? they can figure out a way to make this streamlined enough for people to have to do less work. But when you work in the industry and you see all the little intricacies sure. that need to be put into place before someone decides to say, I'm going to sign up for a 25-year amortized mortgage on a five-year term with my entire life savings as the down payment, and I'm going to be committed to paying this basically for the rest of my life, seeing where prices are going, yeah. there's a lot of emotion in that. And there's a, and, and the, the logic behind it all it's not really there. It's like, you should just rent. <laughs> you know, like that's, it doesn't seem like this makes any sense at all. You're, you're going to be house poor for the rest of your life. Why would you ever want to do this with no um, prospect of you ever earning any more income, but people do it all the time, right? People do it all the time because the emotions of them owning a home and staying in the same place and living on that street and being near the park and going to that school and all that kind of stuff take over. And that's why they make those, sure. those decisions. Yeah, I mean, listen, especially from a realtor's perspective, it, it's like we talked about it before. It's like the bank teller saying, um, no, sorry, you can't deposit that here. You have to go use the ATM. Right. It's yep. like, here, I will teach you how to make me obsolete. So if yeah. I if I was a realtor, I would also be like, no, like I bring a lot of value. You can't replace me. Yes. And that right. is, in fact, the case with some of you, not all of you. That is for damn sure. Not even most of you, to be quite honest. A lot of it is the technology that you guys hold a monopoly on. But there is definitely always going to be a need for really good realtors. And like every other industry, the shit will disappear, right, when something better comes along. But we're years away from this. I mean, Mm -hmm. but anyways, uh, enough about that, I think, right? Let's, yeah, let's go back to the um, insolvencies, the business insolvencies. And you were going down that road with your mom uh, and, and Amazon. Okay. Well, I think that road was done, but... Uh, well, let's just talk about it quickly. What what businesses are going under right now? Where was my insolvencies? They're all kind. Let's, it's all retail and restaurants. Retail, big retail. Big, yeah. big retail that oversized expanded restaurants. like crazy. Not even mm-hmm. oversized restaurants, just restaurants. Listen, if you're a small restaurant operating on a f- five to seven percent margin and you lose 50 percent, like it, the, the numbers can't work. The numbers can't work, especially when your landlord is like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like enough's enough. It's almost a year. Like get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, so, so. That's- yeah. Let's look at the let's look at that though. Like when it comes to the businesses, like, like there's plenty of businesses that Hudson unfortunately Bay deserve to be there. Hudson Bay got in a got went to court over rent because they didn't pay for like, I don't know, six months rent. Like which is a crazy amount of money for a Hudson Bay. 
and yeah. they were they were the courts made them pay half so the landlord has to take a lump like that like a lot of landlords aren't oxford they can't take half the rent for eight months on you know rent that's two hundred thousand a month or some crazy number for a hudson yeah, bay right probably. Like, so, but all these little people, how do they hang on when Hudson Bay can't even pay rent? Like, how do you hang on if you're in the path, right? Like there's nobody in the path. How do you hang on when you're on King Street and the whole thing was foot traffic before? It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter big or small, right? Like, unless you're uh, Chick-fil-A, like downtown, I don't know how you're not having trouble. Unless you have like that system where you're just churning out food without people having to, you know, be inside. We we waited let's outside. Just, let's just look at maybe maybe this is something that needs to happen. Listen, all this stuff <laughs> is inevitable. Exactly. So it's pushing it forward. Older baby boomers need to start learning how to use technology in Amazon. Uh, businesses need to be able to survive. The whole Uber Eats and, and, and all these um uh, you know, delivery services have been around now for a couple of years. And there's a reason that they're there is because there's a demand. And when I go on Uber Eats or, or whatever it is, um, skip uh, the dishes. Yeah. Skip the dishes. Like the selection isn't that great. Like there's, all, there, it's, there's like, it's gotten better, but the, there's, there's limited options, which means that not every restaurant is, um, coordinating and, and making sure that they're compatible with that type of service, which is, and a- they should be. There's a huge opportunity there, which I was thinking yeah. about the other day, where people should be out there like posting stuff for other people. The problem is, is the margins are so thin already, and they're they're losing twenty to thirty percent from the app. You can't yeah, pay somebody else to do something, right? Their bricks and mortar location is too big for their needs. We've been talking since like March. It's all about the ghost kitchens. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, big big investor now. Uh, Uber was it Uber? I don't know. One of the gigantic companies. What's his name? Jalinek. Anyways, he's starting a gigantic fund to just start a million ghost kitchens all over the place. And then you can have communal communal um, dine-in spaces. So you have it's like a food court. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go to that. But uh... well, I'm, I'm saying if you want to dine in, you can have multiple places that are offering. Uh, you know, the type of dining experience that you want, but everybody's sharing one common dining space. So if you've got 10 customers, then you're going to have 10 tables all through reservations, all through COVID um, uh, negative test results. Like you can have all these different things that can help people grow. But the main thing is, is what you're actually using on a day-to-day basis is much smaller than it's been. Because there's there's restaurants that are just massive. Like you look at Jack Astor's and you look at all these places where they're only busy for like UFC or you know, something like that, like a big event. Like that's a lot of, that's a lot of wasted space. I know, but you, the landlord likes to get paid by the square foot, right? And the mm-hmm. tenant is used to paying by the square foot. And now in order to survive, the tenant is being asked to pay for the same square footage, but in, decrease your revenue at the moment by like 90%, forget about 50%, right? Exactly. So even in the future, you know, how long is it going to be before we're okay sitting close to somebody else who might cough on us? It's going to be a while. Right? Yeah. So, so I think it's that that whole experience just has to get completely reshuffled. Right. Or exactly. you, you got to go find like a warehouse, you know, maybe they have to release or, or re, re, 
reduce some of the restrictions so that you can mm -hmm. go open up in like the back of a warehouse somewhere and open up like a cool posh kind of restaurant that has enough space for social distancing and making people comfortable but you can afford the rent you know because i'm sure well, although the problem with that is that all the warehouses are being eaten up by logistics companies at crazy paces and for like super the, high rents i like the word you use though overhaul it needs a complete everything needs an our, overhaul our now needs a whole overhauling and Every, that's what it is everything does like the whole yeah. planet does right now our real estate industry does the businesses do food um service industries do everything everybody needs to change what they were doing before because we were we were on a path that was eventually going to lead to this like it's so obvious to see like it's like so clear that there was we were going to stop you know doing things like we did in the 70s and 80s eventually and that there was all this new technology from the revolution that we've had over the last you know 20 years since the 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 um the, the internet come in right since the 2000s the, the the economy is like an old family business okay mm -hmm. and you got like the old guys at the top sitting there going this is the way we do it this is how we like to do it it's been working we're not gonna fix it we're not gonna change nothing it works and they're all fat cats right yeah, yeah. so so somebody has to kill them or they have to die in order for the new generation Disruptors. to come mm -hmm. in and say hold on a sec like because it doesn't take a genius right now to see the path that we're going on is not the best for humankind but we keep going down it we keep mm -hmm. going down it with everything and it's so obvious right now that there's so many better ways of doing things and like daily people are coming up with better ways of doing even those things so we're in a serious revolution that's going to disrupt everything. And we have we got to be ready for this. Like, is this the last pandemic? Once this is done, are we going to have to prepare to be in lockdown again in the next few years? Because some cat mated with a snake in Australia. Mm. Imagine if the dogs got sick. The kangaroos. Like, what if some kangaroo <laughs> pouch got infected and all hell broke loose? Sorry to take you down that road. I was, I was, uh, no, it's okay. Inspired. You got it. What else you got on the, on the docket today? If you have a kangaroo, remember to clean their pouches thoroughly. <laughs> Unemployment improves in Canada's largest real estate markets, but is still very high. Mm. This is where I think I got that 11. Yeah. Toronto is 11.5% unemployment which is high compared to Halifax, which is only 7.7%. Isn't that interesting? And Toronto's, and Toronto's is... 11.5. Um, we're adding the least amount of jobs right now, like like percentage-wise. We're, we're getting the most amount. Of, like all the other provinces, or Ontario, all the other provinces are improving at a higher rate than we are. I think it's just us in Alberta that are trailing everybody. As some parachute out of downtown condo market, a big bounce back is predicted. So what you're talking about, I mean, yeah, of course, we're not adding jobs here. Everybody's running, right? People are, you read articles every day. This Toronto family, you know, can work remote. So they bought a mansion in Hamilton, mm -hmm. which is just stupid. Why wouldn't you just buy a normal size house in Hamilton? Save a few bucks. But anyways... Um, of course there's going to be more like the jobs are generally 
a lot of the jobs are in the outskirts and now you don't have to work downtown so why in the world wouldn't like this be the case right now but i mean eventually that's gonna go back to where it was it has to it's just how long is this gonna be with another lockdown man this is fucked up this is crazy if they would have if they would have all just listened to me at the beginning and locked down, <laughs> just close up everything for two months, <laughs> God damn it. At the beginning, yeah. if they would have, honestly, I'm sure if I go back in the tape, I would have said it, but if they would have just locked down everything, stop rent, stop mortgages, stop car payments, give everybody enough food, go, everybody place an order for the next three weeks, we'll get it to you in the next two weeks, we're all going on lockdown, okay? Don't come out of your house, we will shoot. Okay, if we if the whole world did that for two months, this is over. And governments would have spent way less money and way less people would have had to die and everything would be amazeballs. I think there needs to be something that uh, an emergency mechanism that when a pandemic hits, Daryl is in charge of the world. I would uh, second that vote. No problem. All right. If, Absolutely. If you third or fourth or fifth that vote, please hit the like button like button <laughs> or subscribe. subscribe you think if you think i was a sociopathic moron before how about after that tirade okay <laughs> what else do i have here real estate continues to contribute to employment growth in canada so what this article was talking about was that even though we're only up by i think eighty-three thousand jobs in this last report um mm -hmm. Real estate, real estate's keeping it up because everything yeah. else is getting friggin' hammered right now. Yeah, exactly. Except for manufacturing in Ontario seems to be okay. Now, I wanted to bring this up before we kind of wrap things up, unless you want to discuss that at all. I don't really think there's much to no, talk about. No, that was the, the main point to it. Yeah. That, that's basically the thesis here. pulling it down, but we're still not happy with the job growth because the other sectors are still affected. That's right. Yeah. You nailed it right on the head, PK, as usual. It. I summarized it. Now, okay, I have this that I just want to bring up because I think it's interesting, and I have not seen this so far. Uh -huh. Postponed launch, Brightwater Towns. Hi, Daryl. Okay. We've just been notified that Brightwater Towns will be delaying their launch until after the new year. We apologize for any inconvenience, and we'll follow up with you soon. Any Where is that? This is, I believe, I want to say Whitby, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, Brightwater, Mississauga, sorry. Eh, Mississauga, Whitby, like they're pretty close, right? Anyways, do you, here, we're going to do another quiz, okay? Okay. If you're a developer and you launch and it goes well, do you postpone the launch to the new year? But if you launched it and it goes well, then how can you postpone? I don't get that. Exactly. I don't yeah. get it either, but I'm pretty sure that this was announcing all their launches. Yep. I'm guessing they got a horrible response okay. and they decided to delay it. Or, I mean, what else could it be? Or they just know they're going to get a horrible response. Well and they're saying in January it's going to go even better. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think of that because I was trying to be reasonable and use logic, but that is possible. Right? <laughs> they could say, man, this is we're going to sell out. We might as well do it in January because yeah. we could probably increase prices. I think we undervalued 
what we're offering. Because everyone's lining up and emailing us saying they'll take it. My sources are telling me that condo sales are really slow right now. Really okay. slow. And new stuff is really slow right now. A lot of assignments right out there. Holy smokes. I'll bet. I'll bet. So many. Yeah. Assignments, subleases, one bedrooms and, and bachelors, I'm sure, are just rampant. I was talking to a guy who's, who's assigning something from January. Like, they paid, like, a crazy price per square foot. And then, like, they're assigning it, and there was, like, a huge profit on it. And I was just like, get out of here. He's like, he, <laughs> well, the, the buyer was like that buddy of ours that we know that talks about when he just went and bought two condos, not, even though he knew he didn't have the money. Just got wrapped yeah, yeah, up in yeah. the frenzy, right? Exactly. P yeah. People are like that. It's like all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, in the bank account, there's some money. I could actually do this. And then you do it. Yeah. And then you go, oh, man, I, I probably need that money in the bank account. This is not the best yeah. idea I've ever had. Can, yeah. I, can I get out of this? And the good news is, is you can get out of it. You just may lose a lot of money. Yeah. But I've been looking at other assignments that people were bought in 2017, downtown core. And, um, you know, it seems like you can get a pretty decent price per square foot you can get like decent locations stuff like that too but not the greatest not the greatest all the good ones i think are, are being held on to well i'm closing in the next year i'll tell you when i go through all this i uh i don't see short-term positive horizons for well, I, I think for growth or for for real estate in general, I mean, what 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 do we really think? Okay, so let's touch on this for a sec. Vaccine, it's ready. It's almost ready. It's like doing great in clinical trials so far, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you going to take the vaccine like right at the beginning? I'm just going to buy stock in Pfizer and see where it goes. It's funny. One of the guys who... Uh, picked up a, uh, a Apple TV from me, his his password for the money transfer was Pfizer. I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if he works for Pfizer or if he, just, he just bought yeah. stock in Pfizer. No, but seriously. Yeah. Are you, like are, him giving you a stock tip. Next, mon next Monday, no. there's a dose no. for do TK. Do you get a flu shot? No. What are you, crazy? So then, well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like getting the vaccine for COVID, there's, there's stuff. But then what I was reading was Ticketmaster has a plan I read that to too. have events where people have to have a vaccine or a negative test within 12, 24, 48 hours, whatever it is, to get into some of their larger events. This is just brainstorming to come up with ideas on how to get large-scale events back. Is Ticketmaster still a thing? But you know what I mean, right? Like, that's that's for I read, I read it, so, yeah, yeah. So if they said you're child can only come to school if they have a covid vaccine that's a different story so you would give your kids the vaccine next week so they could go to school i'm not gonna say that i wouldn't but why not that's something that the government could end up imposing on people and saying look you can do online school we're giving you an option yeah. but in order for kids to go back to school in order for daycares to be oper operational in order for people to go to large-scale events in order for you to work at this company this is what you need to do right like there's or, or they could say it, or provide us a negative covid test that's, that's what the article said days. that's what the article yeah. said was either a test or a vaccine right yeah so so you're gonna get tested every three days, or eventually you're gonna say like, "Man, just okay, give me the vaccine." What I do guess. I Eat. care? I don't. I don't need it. Where am I going? 
Well, I'm just saying, right. like, this is, I'm just general, general public, our listeners. Oh, yeah. Right? People are it, fucked. They're going to have to take the, this. So, so, but I'm of the, I'm of the camp that I will watch all of you grow extra limbs and die while I sit here in my house waiting for a couple of years to see what happens to the people that take the vaccine. I feel like Pfizer is a very reputable company. And I think that's why this is making headline news. Pfizer right? is a reputable company. You know, I'm not big yeah, into yeah, the yeah. pharmaceutical businesses, but it most, seems like that. Most, very... most of the pharmaceutical companies are, you know, very above board and they're, they're very, they, they want what's best for humanity. I hope so. I think it starts like that at some point. Okay. <laughs> the founder, right? Like that's, that's what they do. Well, the guy who's, no. you know, trying to figure out how to. Where's Mr. Pfizer? Yeah, Mr. Pfizer's long gone, voted off the board. He wanted to help people. We <laughs> want to make profits, Mr. Pfizer. So, okay. But either way, um, a vaccine could be coming. There could be a lot of stuff that gets changed. Either way. How does it affect the real not, estate market? We're going to have a lot of um, procedures in place for at least another 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, this we'll is, see. Till those num numbers come back, like the numbers have to go down to zero and stay at zero for any, like for a certain group, you're probably one of them, for a certain group of the population that's willing to go back to normal life. Like you need to hear that zero number like 21 days in a row. No, we were starting. No new cases, no new cases, no new cases. We, we were starting to get more comfortable and more loose and then it went off of a goddamn cliff. we were down to like sub 100 cases right like it was, and we it was were good. starting to like get, get, meet friends and like you know mm -hmm. be a little bit more normal but now mm -hmm. now it's like holy cow and this is like tip of the iceberg stuff the, the, yeah. the numbers around the world are insane right now insane everybody's everybody's going through the same thing united states 185,000 cases in one day That's insane. Insane. Here, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Like the, the graphs that I look at are just scary. What is this? 576,000 total cases in the world yesterday. That's a lot of cases. Lot of cases. Now, mm -hmm. now, everybody says, fuck the cases. How about the deaths? And mm -hmm. if I could get in here, it's like 10,000 people died in the world yesterday. From this, I think we've passed like it's a normal flu levels. No, is it a normal flu still? Um, well, I don't know the numbers on how many people die of the flu in flu season. TK, you're the stats guy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not looking into this stuff anymore. I did this in March and April and it got boring really what? quickly. And then Elon Musk says that he had four tests the other day and two are positive and two are negative. So I'm like, I don't know who to believe. Right? It's yeah. Everything is crazy. Everything is... I don't want to go down any conspiracy holes here. But um, the main thing is this. People are going to buy houses no matter what. So gray zone, red zone, yellow zone, yeah. vaccine, no vaccine. There's going to be a ton of people looking to buy. It's a great time to sell a freehold. If, you're, if you've been planning on selling a freehold because you got a property that you need to get the money out of to move on, like now's the time. There's no inventory. If you got a condo and you can hold on to it for a little bit longer and try to get past this whole pandemic, fantastic. If you're looking to buy a condo and you want to move in or you need, you need a condo downtown, it's a, it's a great opportunity. 
rents are not that great right now. So buying condos as an investment, I'd say try to get into a building that's built after November 15, 2018. So you'll have no rent control. So you can take a hit right now and bump up the rent once the market does come back. Um, but other than that, you know, you just, you got to be is careful. It, Make, is it the right risk. time? Is it the right time what? to buy something right now? Is it not going to be better in December to buy something or January? Uh, uh, like a condo or a freehold? Anything. Are, are, isn't freeholds not slowing down at all now? It's just going to keep chugging along like crazy? Well, it's not just about our freeholds going to slow down or are there other, like, is the sales going to go down? Yeah, sales are going to slow down in the winter, but the number of listings is also going to be slowing down. Mm. Right? Why is this? So Why is it's this? going to be competitive. Why is because that's 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 seasonal again right i mean there's less people especially if we're going into another pandemic all those people who are saying hey let's just see if we can get our house sold uh you know you never know maybe someone's willing to pay my price those people aren't putting their houses on the market but all the right? people that don't go away in the winter are sitting around going like maybe we I need should a place sell to live. this thing yeah but <laughs> well they're saying i need a place to live let's... and if i sell this where am i gonna go i wouldn't sell anything right now if i could hold on to it because it's going to okay. be worth more in a year or two for sure. And it's going to go crazy in here in the next few years. But we got to get there. We have to hang <laughs> in there. Okay. So, well, thanks for hanging with me today, Daryl. Yeah, thank you, TK. Always a pleasure. I and uh, we'll, we'll stay on top of things this week. So then uh, next week, we're going to have all sorts of new information. I think we're going into the exciting times of 2020. Yes. You thought the March and April were exciting. We're, we're in the real exciting times now. Now we will have even more confusing things to talk about and try and sort out. And I feel like we are right back at the starting of the circle that we started. So it's a perfect yeah. perfect place to end it. It's like everything. Good. Everything. The circle of life is, is, is complete for today. Awesome. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for talking to me. I will talk to you soon. on Curiosity Stream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.